0: This podcast is being recorded on Ngunnawal and Ngambri land. We pay our respects to the traditional owners of this country and elders past and present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Viv Wang graduated from ANU last year in 2022 with a Bachelor of Laws, Honours and a Bachelor of Arts majoring in International Communication. Viv is now a Legal Officer at the ACT Government Solicitor. I got to know Viv a few years ago when we worked as paralegals in commercial litigation and I'm really excited to talk to Viv on the podcast today because since I met her, Viv has been a bit of a role model of mine Viv is driven, creative, a great leader and is tough in the best way possible. Viv strikes me as someone who knows what she wants and goes with her gut on things. And this is something that I'm trying to do more of as I near my final year of law. So welcome Viv and thank you for joining us on Lauren Disorder.
1: Oh, thank you Audrey. That was such a lovely introduction. Oh my god, it's
0: my pleasure. I'm so excited I'm so that you're flooded.
1: here.
0: <laughs> um so I wanted to start by asking you something that's a bit different. Um, but our listeners won't know this, but on your Instagram, you're always doing really cute, wholesome outings and going on these sweet adventures. And I always love looking at your stories and things like that. So I wanted to know what is your favourite thing to do outside of the law, like on weekends or evenings?
1: Yeah. So I'm a big weekend girly. Love, love my weekends. So good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. As you said, I'm often outdoors. Um, Love going on a hike or just even just feeling the sun on my skin. Um, That's that's a really great way to spend a weekend. I've recently also gotten really into rugby league which is uh, a bit rogue for me (laughs) but I'm really into it. Yeah go go the green machine. Oh my god. (laughs) Go the Raiders. So good.
0: I loved the development of your Instagram and the gradual introduction of the NRL.
1: Oh yes (laughs) yeah I, I tried to be subtle with it but you know that didn't last very long.
0: It's so good. And sometimes on my reels, I get like rugby reels and I can always see that you've liked them and it gives me joy. I'm such a
1: fan, honestly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So good. Uh, So I wanted to start by talking about your time at law school. So first of all, why did you want to study law?
1: So I feel like this is a question that a lot of people get when they're in law school. And quite truthfully, I didn't go into law school knowing that I wanted to do law. I didn't have a huge passion for it. Like it wasn't something that in high school I was like, yes, I want to mm. go to law school. But look, when we were enrolling in uni degrees or applying for unis, um, I had a few options and law was up there. Uh, other options I considered were like PPE, which is mm. politics, philosophy and economics. And, um, international relations mm-hmm. and just like things along along that line but um, I think the flexible law degree at the ANU was a good option for me because I'm actually from Canberra as mm-hmm. well so I didn't have to move anywhere and um, I got to choose another degree and do law kind of alongside with it mm-hmm. and um, alongside it sorry and yeah it was just something that I fell into yeah and I thought I'd give it a go
0: yeah And what was it like studying law as, yeah, a townie, a Canberra local? Um, I lived on campus for two years, so I imagine that you would have had a different experience and how was it finding support and community and getting involved in student life?
1: Oh yeah, that's a good question actually. I think definitely um, being an off-campus student is um, difficult sometimes because you actually have to put in a bit more effort to meet Mm. people and to, you know, go to club events and other social events. Mm. Um, for me initially, I lived quite far from campus. Mm. Um, I lived in my beloved so Um, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, every day and I have to either drive in or take the light rail in and it was a bit of a commute. So I think that in itself, like, for example, if I lived at Fenner Hall and I had an 8am lecture mm. um, and because this is first year, everyone's still going to 8am yeah. lectures. <laughs> um, you know, you could just wake up at 7.30, roll mm. out of bed and walk to the lecture hall. But for an, to get to an 8am for me, I had to get up heaps earlier and then like, you know, battle with traffic yeah. <laughs> all the way to get in. And, the, you know, by the time I got to my 8am lecture, I was already tired. Mm. Um, so there are definitely some barriers in that regard as well. Um But, yeah, I actually didn't find it too bad. I think there are also perks as well because it just means that your world is bigger than just Acton and the ANU campus. Um, I think by virtue of being a townie as well meant meant that I knew other places in Canberra Mm. other than just the inner north. Um, I think, you know, if anyone is an off-campus student and if they're not from Canberra or even if they are from Canberra, joining Griffin Hall is a good Mm. option. I didn't actually join until my last year but um, that was a bit of a regret of mine and I definitely had friends who um, joined earlier on and they enjoyed it, some didn't like it, but, you know, I reckon give it a go, why not? Mm. Um, And, yeah, I know some people who have had um, really successful friendships and relationships come out of joining Griffin Hall, yeah. Mm.
0: That's so great. And was there ever a moment when things, I guess, in your law degree clicked or when you felt like you hacked your law degree and could you describe that moment?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um so first year semester 1 mm. was so hard for me. Super difficult and um you know also like deeply humbling, I think, because I had come from year 11 and 12 or college as we call it in ACT. Mm. Um and I think that just like the subjects that I did in college, like double English and stuff didn't really require like really intense like rote learning or mm. intense study. so I didn't really know how best I studied or how best I processed large amounts mm. of information and so I didn't really have any mechanisms or systems in place for me so just like that first year um that first semester there was just so much information and I had no systems as to like organizing it or processing mm. it or even studying it um so I think moment that I felt like I hacked my law degree was when I developed a system, um, on organizing my notes. Um, definitely the use of OneNote and just like Mm. having a consistent system between all of my courses Mm. and all of my classes, um, that really helped organize the, the content in my brain. And it meant when it came to like revising for exams and stuff, everything was organized and I could like Uh, condense it easier or Mm. review it easier and Mm. I think that was that's like a very um, important thing to nail early on in your degree just Mm. like finding a way that you can process information and something that works for you like even to this day I'm like oh all my case law has to be in red Mm. and that's just how I remember that that's a case law authority Yeah. yeah yeah stuff like that
0: That's good. I have recently started introducing emojis into my law notes. Oh gosh. (laughs) It's like kind of random, but I feel like I'm a visual learner, so that's one thing that like helps me.
1: Well, exactly. Yeah. It's all about how how you Mm. process information. I have some friends who like hand wrote their their Mm. notes through through law school, which is not really something you see these days. You know, everyone sits down and whips out their little macbook and, yeah exactly
0: yeah yeah or their ipads yeah or
1: their ipads <laughs> yeah yeah but no I I had friends who'd paper and penned it all the, all the way through oh my god whatever is, works yeah yeah exactly I know for sure that wouldn't have worked exactly for me, it but, couldn't be me but I guess yeah. it worked for someone exactly yeah
0: and do you have a best memory from your law degree
1: yeah I have a few um guess this one's not really specific to my law degree but from my time at university I remember my second year um, right after our international law exam which was in person as I did it back then um, in 2019 so long ago (laughs) uh, after our exam me and a few friends who also sat the same exam went out for dinner actually we went to Kintai and it was for my friend's birthday. Too good. Yeah and it was just like I just remember feeling like almost euphoric because Mm. you're in that you know 90 minute super intense stressful exams in like exams kind of situation. Yeah. Vigilated you have you know 200 students around you um and you just have 90 minutes to bang something out and then afterwards you're just writing that post-exam high so you're feeling really good yeah I think <laughs> yeah. it was also just like it was all of our last exams as mm. well so we didn't really have to go back to the study grind afterwards and we'd you know all been working and doing mm. all of our other exams and our other courses and stuff so we were all just like on the same page mm. and we just went out for dinner um for my friend's birthday and it was just like such a such a nice moment and I was like wow like to be young, to be 19 (laughs) at university with my uni friends. And it was, it was really nice. And um, it was quite a few years ago now, but I still think about it. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so nice. That's such a law student thing though, to be feeling euphoric after such a stressful situation. I feel like that's unique. I don't think everyone feels like that. I feel
1: like it's just not the same when they have like three hour exams and Mm. you can leave. Mm. And you know, like you don't need the whole three hours to do the exam. Like it's kind of like a like a pressure cooker yeah. when you're in a law exam. Yeah, you just—I think the shortest one I've actually sat was like a 60-minute oh law exam. No. I can't remember for what course, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's really such a big release after you after you finish your exam. That's right.
0: Well, we're going back to in-person exams this semester, so it's going to be so exciting. Oh, <laughs> we're yes. all going to get to have those moments.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be the first time for some people as mm. well. Yeah, who started uni during online exams but yeah it's a different way of um obviously it's a different way of sitting exam but um the preparation is largely the same Mm. I I think I prefer in-person exams actually to online exams oh my god which I know is controversial yeah that is very controversial Mm,
0: nice um okay so when was a moment that you knew that a degree in law was right for you um or have you had a moment like that and yeah, what was that like?
1: Yeah, I think I, yeah, I kind of alluded to this before when I said that like first year was really difficult for Mm. me. Um, There's just such a steep learning curve coming into law school and it's just, it's information in a way that you've never had to digest it Mm. before and it's a way of thinking that you haven't really had to think um, in before. I, I, like I didn't really do legal studies at school either. So I was very unfamiliar with courts, court systems, case law, just everything was so foreign to me. And um, yeah, it was really difficult. And to be honest, I didn't know if I was going to make it past my first year. And I remember just once, um, once semester one had ended and I was talking to my dad about whether or not I were to continue with my law degree in semester two, um, my dad just told me that I had to think about it a bit more broadly and um, and he said something that like that really stuck with me and I still think about it to this day and it's the fact that like law doesn't have to be legalistic and it's not always just you know case law and legislation mm. um, but law just governs everything in society like you have social laws and mm. you have like you know rules and guidelines and just etiquette like those are all forms of laws Um, and just like by studying law, you can kind of study how society works and how Mm. society functions. And I, I could, I could definitely see how that's applicable, um, uh, in, in my life now. And so I think after my dad said that, it really made, really makes you think. And, um, and, um, once, once I was looking at my degree through that lens, Mm. I found it much more tolerable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why do you think that was, do you think that it elevated, what you were learning beyond the page or do you think it made everything feel more connected or more fascinating?
1: Yeah I think that's a good way of putting it that it elevated it beyond the page like mm. all of a sudden it wasn't just textbooks mm. and lectures and exams and it was more applicable to like how are you going to go about mm. the world how are you going to navigate society outside of university mm. um, and just like um, you can Like, for example, if you do contract law, even having some basic understanding of how contracts are formed and how mm. they work and, you know, what happens when there's a breach, et cetera, mm. like, I think that can really assist in just um, other parts of your life. Um, obviously, uh, contracts can be very specific, mm. but I just like having that sort of understanding of, like, how things operate how things get done the mm. mechanisms behind like society i think it was like a really um interesting way to look at like a law degree mm. yeah
0: i've definitely felt the same I-, I had a really difficult time when i started law and i didn't understand yeah how it went beyond the classroom and I, I really struggled because I didn't feel motivated because I just felt like everything existed in a vacuum. And like, why is Magna Carta useful for me? Like, I didn't understand yeah, it. Yeah. It made no sense. I didn't know what a law was. I didn't know how legislation worked. It was very, very confusing. Um, but yeah, once I started getting like practical experience and once I started speaking to people uh, about law, I guess, and I also think one thing for me was connecting it to my PPE degree because I learned how like the law interacts with yeah politics and philosophy and that made everything way more interesting to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think just like once you think about your law degree um at a higher level, mm. you can um it becomes um much more interesting because there are diff- like so many different avenues that you can explore with a law degree. Um, in your first year I think the courses that you have to do make it difficult to see that mm. sometimes but mm. I think definitely by the time I did uh, jurisprudence mm. um, in second year I believe uh, that really like just uh, nailed it for me mm. like I was like oh wow yeah there are so many different ways of like how how to think about law and how to think about how law stru- stru- structures societies mm. and um, yeah and as you said like um, connecting it to your other degree um, is also a really, really good way of thinking about your law degree as well and seeing how like law applies. Um, for example, my other degree was arts, as, mm. as you mentioned. Um, but before I did arts, actually, I started off with an Asian studies degree. Mm. And um, in, in my Asian studies courses, I was learning about development of these countries and um it was interesting to see how like having a legal system was so critical mm. to um, changing uh, like decolonization and just mm. like changing governments and um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I also think that seeing the different ways that law can open up into other disciplines, not only does it make everything more exciting, at least for me, but it means that I can see myself doing more things than just maybe teaching in a classroom or doing a PhD on like contract law or maybe being a judge because those were the only things I was seeing in the classroom so when I could connect them I saw that there were lots of other pockets for me to explore and that was really cool too.
1: Yeah absolutely yeah.
0: So next I wanted to ask about Your graduation um, because, yeah, you graduated last year and I am soon to be graduating. So, what was the process of nearing graduation like? Were you excited? Were you nervous? And did you know what you wanted to do or did you have to go through a process to figure all of that out?
1: Yeah, so I was excited and I was also nervous. Mm. I think. Um, by the time you finish five years or however many years of law school, you're a bit over it, I mm. think, by the end. <laughs> and I was I was also feeling a bit old, you know, like I was 22 when I graduated. Um, but, you know, I was seeing 18-year-olds on campus and Don't I Don't like, say oh, that, Viv. I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to
0: turn 23 and oh, I'm not graduating till next year. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But,
1: I no, it's just like I feel like as you – Get older, and as you get further into your degree, like you know, you might be working and stuff, mm. and you kind of just naturally kind of drift a bit from university mm. and from university life. And I think that's all natural, mm. and you're just like, you know, you're growing out of it a bit. Um, so, I like, I definitely was excited to graduate. Mm. But I think that also came with a bit of a lack of motivation Yeah. because in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to graduate. Like, I'm graduating this year. Mm-hmm. And it would just be like, you know, the, so- the start of the semester. And I'm like, mm-hmm. God, like, you know, I actually have to study. Yeah. <laughs> I actually still have to go to class. Yeah. You know, like, I still have to do the work or else I won't be graduating. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a bit of a double-edged sword that you still have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, like, some processes and stuff around graduation, it, it kind of depends when you're graduating. If you're graduating graduating at the end of the year, y- you should start thinking about, you know, what, what you're going to do after mm. your graduation, right? Mm. I mean, you should think about that if you're graduating mid-year as well. I meant more like, for example, um, I feel like the three paths that I've seen um, my friends mm. um, take as recent graduates are, you know, some of them went straight into work, mm. Um So in that sense, if you're graduating at the end of the year, you should, you know, start getting prepared for... um, Sorry, you should start getting prepared... um, For full-time work. Yeah, for full-time work and, like, thinking about when you have to start applying Mm, as well yeah. because um, even if you're graduating at the end of the year, what I didn't know is that the grad job rounds actually are at the start of the year. So, for example, I was graduating in like December 2022 but Mm. I had to apply for Mm. 2023 grad jobs um, in like April or like even Mm. February for some of them. So um, don't wait till the end of the year to start thinking about what <laughs> yeah. you're going to do um, yeah. for the next year. So work is one option and I have some friends who knew that they wanted to pursue further studies, mm-hmm. um, whether or not that was in their law degree or in their other degree, it mm-hmm. uh, doesn't really matter. But that's also something that um, you can do, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um as someone who didn't do that, mm, not yeah. quite sure what the processes are within yeah. the university or even yeah. external to the university. But mm. I have some friends who like, you know, moved into honours and stuff and their mm. other degrees. Um, so that is another option. And then also I have, I've had heaps of friends who have just travelled or mm. um, who have planned to travel. And maybe that's because, you know, COVID prevented us from going on exchange mm. and um, prevented us from travelling overseas while we were studying but I've had heaps of friends who just like saved up a lot in their final years of um, of school, and mm. they were just like, you know, after I graduate, I'm just gonna spend six months in Europe, yeah. spend six months in South America, mm. like, um, and you know, it is the European summer. It's plastered all over our social media. That's right. And, you know, good, good for them. Good yeah. for them. Um, so that's another option. Um, some of them are coming back to jobs that they've already lined up, Mm. which, which is good. But, you know, some of them are just like, you know, I'm just taking it as it comes, which is also very good. Mm. Yeah. So that's another, another option. The world is your oyster. You can do anything, but, um, definitely I think the, uh, the early deadline for grad jobs is Mm. something that catches a few people out. Mm.
0: And can you talk a bit about I guess, what processes you personally went through and what kind of things you were thinking about what you might want to do. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, as a Kimberan, with both of my parents working in the federal public service, you know, working for the, working in the APS wasn't really mm. something that was foreign to me. Mm. And if anything, it felt natural that I would end up falling into a public service role. Um, also, by the time I was in my final year, I was already working for the ACT mm. public service at the at the government solicitor, where I still am. So from that context, I guess, I was thinking about um, applying for the APS grad mm. roles and um, you can apply for like the generalist one, you can apply for the legal stream. Um, and obviously, depending on your other degrees, you can mm. apply for other streams um and i was really tossing up between um the whole policy versus legislation route yeah um for example i got a few grad job offers mm-hmm. um even in legal streams in the federal federal government but um i wasn't too sure whether or not i wanted to do that or stay in my current role which mm-hmm. is in litigation yeah um the roles that i would have taken in as a grad Mm. in the federal government would have been more policy-based. And they're also rotational, which means that, you know, you're only in one job for three months, six months, Mm. which is also a great opportunity for some. But I was lucky enough to already be in, like, a very legalistic profession. And um, in the end, after talking a lot to my colleagues and to my tutors and to, like, some family friends and stuff who also worked in the public service, I decided that I was going to cut my teeth as like a yeah. junior lawyer in litigation. <laughs> yeah. Um and get that experience first just because I already had it there mm. for me. It, I mean it, I it wasn't lined up completely, but it was an option for me mm. to to pursue litigation at my current office. And I was like, look, you know, I may as well try it out, see how I go and if I um, if I decide that it's not for me, I can transition into a more policy-based role mm. being based in Canberra, you know, you just have that flexibility. Mm. And, um, so that's why I've decided, well, I, at the time I had decided to stay, um, with my current office mm. and, um, do my practical legal training as well. So I could be admitted as a solicitor. Mm. Yeah.
0: Amazing. And I guess, was there a reason that you preferred litigation to policy? Was there something about litigation that drew you in?
1: Quite honestly, throughout my whole law degree, I hadn't Mm. considered a career in litigation Mm. at all. Mm. Um, and I think it even surprised a few of my friends that I decided Mm. to stay in, um, in this kind of, uh, litigation career stream. But, um, It was only until after I started actually working in litigation and and like assisting solicitors in, um, you know, preparing for their matters and um, even in a pre-court stage that I really had more insight into what working in litigation actually looks like from a day-to-day basis. And it really excited me. Yeah. Yeah. and I just I just like how live it all is, yeah. and it's it's all happening all the time. Sometimes mm. it's a bit stressful, but you know it keeps life interesting. That's right. Um, yeah. And then so I just decided that um I w- I would stay in a bit more. I think I there was some advice that I had got as well, which was like you know, um it might be easier mm. to as a junior lawyer to get litigation experience than it is to get, sorry the the advice that i had gotten <laughs> yeah. from um some people that i had spoken with was that it might be harder to get litigation okay, experience yeah. than mm. it was to get policy experience mm. or, or that it was easier to transfer from litigation to policy okay. than it was to transfer from policy to mm. litigation mm. just because litigation is like such a specific yeah skill set like mm. and it's such a specific um like way of operating Mm. and organising your life Mm. and so in that aspect as well um, I was just like look I'm just going to stay in this role and see how I go and you know I'll see if I'm cut out for it maybe Mm. I am maybe Mm. I'm not but um, yeah I'm still in that process of finding out whether or not I'm cut out for it. Mm.
0: That's good Um, yeah that's good that at least it's working working for now so you you definitely made the good decision (laughs) um cool we'll take a quick break there and um when we return Viv will talk about her life since graduating law and we're also going to talk about some advice for current law students so stay tuned for that Welcome back everyone to our podcast of Law and Disorder where we're speaking with Viv Wang. Viv is now going to talk about her life since graduating law and her advice for current law students. So Viv, I wanted to start by asking you, yeah, what what has your life been like um, and what has PLT been like, your practical legal training and I guess what's it been like transitioning to full-time work?
1: Yeah, so this is such a good question. I'm glad that you've asked it because I feel like it really demystifies the process um, Mm. a bit. Well, it goes to demystifying it. So, PLT is your practical legal training, which you have to complete in order to get your GDLP, Mm. which is your Graduate Diploma of Legal Practice, which is what you need to get to be admitted as a solicitor um, in your respective states or territories Supreme Court. Um, And... From there, you are an actual lawyer, lawyer, mm. as they say. So mm. That's yeah. definitely the technical term. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So um, that is typically um, a process that – well, not typically. Some people decide not to do it mm. immediately out of law school, but I decided to go straight into it considering I work in a litigation uh, role at work. So mm. I was like, you know, may as well. Uh, so I do my PLT online Um mm with the College of Law, not mm-hmm. not to be confused with the ANU College yep. of Law, but there are like other offers, um, mm-hmm. offers out there and stuff um, for who you can do it with. Um, so at least with the College of Law, you had the options of either doing it full-time, which is a three-month course, mm-hmm. or you can do it part-time, which is six months. And I decided that I would do it part-time um, and um, that worked out for me because I'm also working full-time. So mm-hmm um, it's all part of trying to create some balance in my life. Mm. Um, yeah. So I've been doing my PLT online, um, while also working full time, as you mentioned, and working full time. It's, you know, when they say full time, they mean full time. (laughs) Um, but it's also been good as well. Um, there are definitely some days that I'm like, oh, such a sunny day. It's Mm. so nice if I could just... Be outside or do mm. something that involves being outdoors, but alas, I'm I'm stuck in my office. Yep. But um, it's also, I think, natural because you know you're at that age where most of your friends are also progressing into full time work. Mm. And even if I were available at a random time on a Tuesday, you know, like two p.m. on a Tuesday, it's it's unlikely that my friends would be available at that time as well. It's not just like at uni where most people have very flexible schedules mm. and, you know, 11am on a Wednesday is like a reasonable time to yeah. hang out with your friend <laughs> while like, you know, all of my friends are working, be it 8.30 to 5, 9 mm. to 5. So it's it's like natural that I'm also busy during those times and mm. then you can find time to be with them outside of, um, you know, business hours. Mm. Yeah.
0: So what what's it been like? Have you... I don't know, had any kind of adjustment periods in terms of like energy levels and stuff or has it kind of been okay and just felt natural to?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think you naturally live a bit more, um, regulated. Mm. Like you, you definitely develop more of a routine with your life. Like you can't just go to bed at 4am with no consequences because you have to be up at seven for work the next day. Um, Yeah, so I think in that aspect there is like some adjustments. You just have to be a bit more disciplined with your life. You know, Sundays are definitely for running the errands and preparing for the week, you know, doing your meal prep, Mm. all that jazz. Um, Yeah, and then that that took some adjusting and, you know, some weekends I just have too much on yeah, and I don't end up getting getting those things done and I can definitely tell um, that it throws my week off a little Mm. bit. I'll be like, oh, damn, like, you know, I have one extra basket of laundry that I have to do this weekend because I didn't do it last weekend. Yeah. Um, All all very boring adult things. Adulting. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of like that meme where it's like, your unemployed friend on a, on like a Tuesday <laughs> yeah. afternoon. And it's like, they're doing some awesome, crazy. Living thing. their best life. Living their best lives. Yeah. Exactly. And you're, you're just like in your office and you're like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. But the key word being unemployed there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right.
0: Um, yeah. And d- when you graduated, did you go straight into working full time or did you take some time off? What did that look like?
1: Yeah. So when I graduated, I did actually go straight into working full time. So Uh, Before, when I was studying, I was a paralegal at the ACT Government Mm -hmm. Solicitors and then um, after graduation, I became the paralegal team leader, did a short stint there, but I actually went on a bit of a road trip with my friend in in January, Mm -hmm. best month of the year, by the way. Yeah, so good. Um, Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was kind of supposed to be a bit of, um, reprieve for me. It was mm. like my big graduation road trip. And mm. we, you know, we drove to South Australia and oh my God, that through Victoria. Amazing. Yeah. It was such a good time. And I was yeah. with my best friend and it was, it was such a lovely time and I didn't have to think about work at all. Mm. Um, and then, um, after that, when I returned, I started um oh, I think I was still in my role as a paralegal team leader, but mm. not long after that I got moved into a legal officer role and mm. I started my PLT as mm. well. Yeah. So I kinda still live my life um in a bit of uh, oh it's summer holidays or it's yeah. winter holidays <laughs> kind yeah. of mode, which I don't know if will last um beyond this year per mm. se. Um because your life isn't structured in semesters and terms anymore yeah. after you yeah. graduate. Um but it was still the mindset that I definitely had um, at mm. the end of last year. I was like, oh, it's January. I can't mm. be working in January. Yeah. Like January's the. It's also my birthday in January, so celebration month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's summer. It's just so nostalgic. It's mm. hot and it's heady, and you're like, oh no, I have to be. I have to be on the beach. Yeah, I have to be in the beach on the beach or in the mountains mm. in January. Mm. Um, yeah. So that was kind of my thinking for that. For that. Um, that trip yeah yeah and then I finished my PLT next month actually and so as I said before after you finish your PLT Mm -hmm. you can be admitted as Mm -hmm. a solicitor Um, and the next admission round um, that I'm eligible for is actually in October Mm -hmm. however um, in order to be admitted in October you have to file all your paperwork in September Mm -hmm but I've decided to go on a month long trip in Amazing. September instead of doing all of my important people work. Love your um, work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that um, is also, again, just adding a bit more balance to my life mm. and kind of taking that opportunity to go away before, mm. you know, I become a real lawyer mm. and um, have more responsibility and I can't just go away as um, as easily as I can now, I suppose, um, in that vain, then it means that I don't get admitted until December. Mm. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. You (laughs) know, like it's really, it's a difference of two months, Mm. you know, in in that two months, I would have been to six different countries in Europe, Mm. you know, like I would have seen my old French exchange from when I was 15. Like, Mm. you know, it's, it's it's all part of life. Like I have the rest of my life to Mm. be a civil litigator, Mm. really. Um, but, you know, I'm also excited to be a solicitor mm. and, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe I'm still thinking in terms of the school year because I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, I'll be admitted <laughs> in December yeah. i start the new year with a new job, yeah. new year, new <laughs> job, new me. Um, maybe a part of it is also that thinking, who knows. But, mm. um, yeah, I, that was definitely a decision I had to talk through with my, um, my employer and mm. with my parents and mm. – um, It just felt like it was the right time Mm. to do that, yeah.
0: Mm. And how important would you say that doing things like going away for a month and being able to find balance in that way, how important do you think that is for you? And do you notice that it makes a difference? Like do you feel yourself getting burnt out and is the break an important time of rest for you?
1: Yeah, I think definitely going away or like just doing something that you enjoy or having something to look forward to is definitely really important for me. Um, sometimes the work that I do, um, is a bit intense and I have to, um, it's, it's good to be able to have a break from that where you Mm. don't have to be thinking about it all the time. Um, you know, there's a lot of pressure that comes with civil civil litigation. Mm. There are court dates and, you know, court timetables that you have Mm. to abide by. Um, so being able to have something to look forward to, um, is, is Mm. a good, is a good way I think that you can motivate yourself. Um, well, I mean, it all sounds a bit grim now that I say it, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> no, I enjoy no. my day-to-day work as yeah. well. But I mean, who doesn't like going away, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah, Even yeah. when you're studying, you're like, oh, mm. I just have to grind out my exam season mm. and then I can go away, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit like that still, I suppose. Um, uh, a good perk, though, doing it um, post-graduation is that after you've worked full time for a few months mm. you have you have some full time money yeah yeah <laughs> <So> true. You, <laughs> yeah, so you can do um you know things that you that i mean I definitely couldn't afford yeah. to do while I was still studying, yeah, um and having some full time money behind you is is mm. is quite liberating yeah. I have to say, yeah, yeah,
0: I think it's really nice to hear from someone who yeah, thinks it's important to take the time to do those almost self-care things and go on adventures. And yeah, I think it's really almost refreshing to hear from someone who likes to do that because I don't know, I definitely have some ideas about what life after law looks like and have been falling into a trap of that it just has to look like work 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 and like a desk Mm. and a chair and I I mean yeah
1: yeah I feel like it all depends on on the person right like Mm. I I know some people who find a lot of satisfaction in in Mm. the grind in working Mm. in and and um, you know working on their careers and doing their PLTs as quickly as Mm. possible so that they can get you know their P-A-E, which is their post-admission experience. Whoa, yeah, okay. I know. Lots of, <laughs> lots of little acronyms there yeah. for you. But, um, yeah, like I just find that I'm – like if I were to really commit myself to working on that grind, mm. it would just make me so unhappy mm. and I definitely need the time to like, you know, go out and touch some grass. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> so good. You just feel the sun on my skin. Yeah. It just really connects me back back to life and mm. – um, but you know, everyone has different goals mm. and everyone works in different ways. So mm. I can definitely understand that some people really value their career and they have really mm. high ambitions and stuff. And if that works for them, then that works for them. But mm. it's definitely not the only way. Yeah. Mm. Like I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily behind on my career mm. because I've decided to go on a trip, you know? Mm. Yeah.
0: And I guess this isn't to say like you're, you're a very hard worker and civil litigation is fast paced and you're what from what I understand, mm. it's a lot of pressure. And so I, I think you, you can still be a really hard worker and be able to take time to recharge and give the most that you can into all aspects of what you're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, like being able to go away or taking that time for myself allows me to be a hard worker mm. as well, because like I could not work as hard as I do mm. every day like f- for an extended period of time mm. or without going away because mm. I just burn myself out mm. and you know that's if you burn yourself out you're of no use to yourself mm. you know used to your employer as mm. well so like I think it's just in everyone's best interest that you work at your own pace like yeah. I definitely I work hard when I'm at work and mm. you know when I'm not at work I well I don't want to say play hard but like <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> yeah um, you live hard yeah I live hard yeah Yeah. that's a good way to put it yeah Yeah.
0: I really like the perspective of taking time for yourself in order to be able to work hard and give a lot back in your career I think that's a really nice way to think of things
1: yeah thank you That's okay.
0: So, if we think about your day-to-day life, what does that look like? Um what what are you doing from start to finish of your days?
1: Yeah. Um uh, it really depends because um sometimes I work from home and I'm I'm lucky enough to be in a job where I can do that. Um but I like to be in the office. Um so oh, look, I'd love to be a routine girly. I'd love yep. to be able to say that I get up at the same time every day and I eat the same thing for breakfast mm-hmm. every day, but I, I'm really just, I'm just not that. Mm. Um, well, I'm not there yet, let's yeah. say. Um, so for example, if I'm working from home, I won't have to get up as early as mm. I would normally. Um, but if I'm working in the office, I'll get up probably, you know, do all my morning routine things, like mm. brush my teeth, all that yeah. jazz. Yep. You know, I'd get dressed. Usually I'll like plan an outfit the night before because oh, I'm, I'm in a rush yeah. in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not chilling. It's yeah. it's a go, go, go situation. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, I'll get dressed, maybe make myself a little pod coffee in my little nice. pod machine. Nice. Honestly, such a life changer, that <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, I only got it this year, but I, I have no <laughs> idea how I lived without it beforehand. It mm. saves me a lot of money as well. Mm. Um, and then I'm out the door. Luckily, I'm able to walk to work. And, oh, that's so uh, nice. Yeah. Mm. It's, if I'm not rushing, it's like a 15-minute walk, but I've definitely done it in like nine minutes before. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll get to work. And so we have a bit of a hot desking situation at my office and mm. – um, I'm usually organised enough to book myself an office. I kind of book myself the same office um, Mm. all the time. And, yeah, I'll just plop myself down, get my day started. If I haven't already had a coffee, I'll probably meet up with a colleague to go Mm. get coffee. Mm. Um, And then I'll, you know, take my lunch during the lunch hour. Oh, it sounds very boring. And then...
0: (laughs) No, it sounds good. I'm interested. (laughs) Yeah. Usually
1: I'm able to finish my work um, on the standard, you know, Mm. 5 p.m., Sometimes, you know, there are circumstances which um, mean that I have to work a bit later, mm. which is also fine because, you know, if I have an appointment and stuff in the afternoons, mm. uh, my office allows me to, you know, finish earlier mm. as well. It's all really flexible, um, which, is, which is really nice and I'm grateful to my, my supervisor for mm. that. Um, and then after work it also depends on the day, but in the evenings I usually have something on. I mm. think it would be fairly rare for me to have um, an, an evening where I don't have something wow. planned. Yeah. yeah. So uh, sometimes I'll go to the gym, mm. um, usually, again, to meet my friends. That's mm. another thing. Once you're an adult, you you can't just, like, meet up your friends just to hang out. Like, I Yeah, like you have you to always schedule have to, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're, like, doing something that you both have to do anyway. Um, so I have a few friends that also go to the same gym as me and mm. um, we're only available at the same time, so we'll go to the gym. Or, um, I'll be meeting you know, a friend for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to keep everyone in the roster, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: so good. yeah,
1: awesome. And um uh, now I want
0: to know what is the most exciting part of your job, and what do you love about your job?
1: yeah, so there's there's quite a few things I love about my job. like i I think it's really important, just generally speaking. Um, to find value in the work that you do. Mm, and that okay. value can be, yeah, that value can be anything. Like it mm. could be like a personal value, like you can find personal satisfaction out of it. Maybe you just need to be in that job to, you know, launch yourself into another role. But I think everything should be done for a purpose or you mm. should be purposeful with your time. Um, that sounds very grind set, but <laughs> like it doesn't necessarily have to be grind no, set. Yeah. yeah. Um, specifically to my job, I really love my team. Um, I'm lucky enough to work in an office where most of us are women. Mm, so good. Uh, yeah, like I want to say maybe like 70% of my mm. entire office is women. Wow. Definitely like in my team in yeah. itself, I think we have about like three male solicitors yeah. in like a team of 20 to 30 solicitors. Oh my God. Yeah, so it's really great to be able to be, um, you know, mentored by um, other women mm. and being able to learn heaps from them mm. and yeah like honestly I think I I take it for granted sometimes because i yeah. will, like I'll hear stories from my friends who live in or who work in you know more like male-dominated mm. industries yeah. and I'm like wow like I couldn't even imagine yeah. that happening in my in my office so that's definitely something that I love um and uh yeah like the work that I do is also like super super interesting. like mm. i I'm genuinely interested in the work that I do and the types of um matters that i that I see. Mm. Um, the team that I'm in allows me to see such a wide variety of of work. so mm. like it's really great to be able to like see how um how firstly you handle that sort of claim mm. or that sort of matter, but also being able to see how different solicitors like, um, approach matters and take different strategies. Um, I think a benefit of being a legal officer is that, um, you're working with so many different solicitors so you can see how different people manage their own practice and how different people, um, you know, manage their matters. And it's, um, you can really just take the best of everything and try to organize and Mm. build a system for your own practice. Yeah.
0: Mm. And not to put you on the spot, but you talked about how important it is to find purpose in the work you're doing. Could you share, do you have a purpose that, yeah, you could share with us?
1: Um, yeah, so I, I work in a little claims work. So I think a purpose that I find in it is that I'm
0: it's a big question yeah, to ask oh, Audrey you really put me
1: on the spot with this one. I know. That's okay. Um, I'm sure I'm be, I'll be able to whip up something. <laughs> I think generally speaking the purpose that I find in in it is like being part of the process, mm. right? I think sometimes when I say that I work for the government mm. and like you know I I do the, like I work as a lawyer for the government a mm. lot of people are like oh you know you, you represent the government. Mm. Um, and and what I say back to them really is that well, someone has to right mm. you know like you it's all part of a process, and someone has to play that part, mm. and you know the best that you can do is that you can play that part graciously, mm. like you know, not to be too technical here, but you know as a government you're you're bound by what they call model litigant obligations, yeah. so there are measures in place to make sure that you know it's not all the big, bad government mm. um. But, you know, someone has to play that role and someone needs to be on the responding side so that, you know, things can get claimed and people can be compensated or depending on whatever the matter is, like matters can be resolved. Mm. And um, yeah, so I think that's that's the purpose that I find in my work is being able to, in, in one way, like help people resolve claims and matters. Yeah.
0: Mm. Thank you for sharing that.
1: No worries. I hope, yeah, I hope that made sense. No, that yeah.
0: does make sense. I I really like litigation too and I think of litigation as a, a process as well, kind of a narrative and mm. I really like litigation because y- you can help someone move through that narrative and go on the journey with them.
1: Yeah, but like... I think it's important to remember as well that like litigation, it takes it takes at least two to play. Mm. You know? And um you can't you can't litigate if you're not litigating against someone or you're not having someone to respond to, um, or you're not hearing a response from someone. Mm. So I think like as I was saying, like I think the value that I find in my work is being able to be that someone mm. um and being able to find solutions and resolutions for, mm. for, for people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So now I wanted to hear about your advice for current law students. So for starters, what is your law school life hack?
1: Oh, my law school life hack. <laughs> I think I kind of mentioned it before when I was like, oh yeah, this is this is what made law school click for me. Mm. It's definitely organise your notes. Mm. Yeah. Find something that just works for you. Like mm. I loved OneNote and honestly I was a bit sad when I graduated and I like, <laughs> oh you know, God. lost my lost my free access yeah. to my Uni OneNote. Mm. I, like I spent many, many hours trying to like export all my notes and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, just finding a system that works for you so that when you are put on the spot and when you do need to whip something out or like refer to something, you can find that information easily. Mm. Um, I think another one as well is definitely this is not even just specific to law school and I guess the notes one isn't either. It's just like for uni, it's like definitely make friends within your course or mm. like in your um in, in your class. Mm. Um, in law school, I guess it's easier because you're all kind of doing the same subjects, at least for the first few years. Mm. And as you move through, you're kind of moving through with the same sort of cohort. I mean, definitely my arts degree. Um, I always made an effort to kind of reach out to someone else in my tutorial or in my in my tutorial group or in my course so that if I had any issues with assessment or there was anything that I needed clarified, I would be able to have another student in the course Mm -hmm. that I could refer to or I'd be like, oh, hey, like, you know, we have this assignment coming up, like, what are you doing? Like, what what question are you doing What for the essay? And, you know, just having someone else um, really allows you to not be so alone and I think it can – that way you can kind of, like, help each other as well. So that's, that's kind of my uni hack, I'd say, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Knowing other people makes everything less isolating and I think that's particularly important in a degree like law where – I think this is another myth about law school that I totally bought into is that it's super competitive and that everyone is trying to beat each other. And so making friends for me was a really special thing because it, it broke down that idea in my mind and it allowed me to see that we're all going through this together. And yeah, yeah that was I really agree.
1: Special. Yeah, absolutely. Like finding other people who um, you know, had a similar outlook to law school yeah. that you did was is also is very affirming, I agree. Yeah. yeah,
0: and also to be able to see the different perspectives o- on the law that your friends have is really cool. Like mm. I love hearing about yeah what what the other people that I know who are in the law or studying law are doing like yourself it's really cool you you see other doors open and that's inspiring
1: yeah yeah uh, it is really cool because you just get to see like how many different ways Mm -hmm. like you can apply your you know your legal training and um even like post post grad like now I'm seeing all the different things that my friends are doing and all the different areas of law that they're going into and it's like it's so crazy like um like I don't even know um well you know especially when I was in law school I didn't even know that these were options for me to work Mm. into and yeah it's really cool to see them doing like sometimes very niche things with Mm. their degrees yeah
0: that's right I love the niche things and that's the purpose of this podcast we're breaking it down we're opening up the doors so good. Amazing. So I guess my final question to you is if you could give one piece of advice to your first year self, what would that be?
1: Yeah. So this is kind of the advice that I give to anyone that is remotely younger than me um, as a geriatric 23 year old, <laughs> um, is that um, everything in its own time and everyone in their own time. And I think that's really important to keep in mind. Um, As you alluded before, like law school can be such a competitive area and Mm. like imposter syndrome is so rife, like even Mm. not even just in the school in itself, it's like even in the workplace and stuff. And I think it's very easy to get wrapped up in the competitiveness or even just like the perceived competitiveness of, um, of law school. And I think it's just so important to remember that like everything will happen in its own time. Like it might not be happening for uh, for you now, but if you're working consistently or if it's something that you're working towards, like it's going to happen at some point. And um, on that note as well, like everyone in their own time is like, um, for example, I had some friends who, straight out of law school, hopped straight in in on their PLT, Mm. did it full-time over the summer Mm. and, you know, by the time that I was just starting my PLT they were already admitted Mm. Um, and, like, you know, that worked for them and I'm really happy that they are now solicitors and they're living their best lives as solicitors but I knew that I would be really under the pump if I did that and that's why I took my route and I just trusted in the fact that, you know, I will have my own time as well. Like I will be, um, I will also complete my PLT. It doesn't have to be when they complete their PLT. Yeah, um, It'll happen for me if I work towards it. And mm. just like trusting in that process and trusting in myself as well, I think is is something that you need to keep at the forefront. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. I think that's a really nice note to end on. Yeah. Thanks so much for yeah all of your responses and your advice and for sharing all of your experiences. It's really great thank for you me. For having to listen to. me. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you so much everyone for listening. I'm your host, Audrey Mims, and I'll see you on our next episode of Law and Disorder. Thank you.